702 Africa Fridays. Catch up now with uh, the rest of the continent news uh, from the rest of Africa. Crystal Audison, always a pleasure to chat to you. It is a Friday. Uh, today we're going to Guinea. I mean, it's just quite extraordinary to see somebody who was such a strong man, right, in that country, uh, had it really under an iron fist, uh, look so powerless, look so defeated. Um, I hesitate to use the word pathetic, but... Uh, that's really uh, that's really the one that comes to mind. Uh, the military junta, of course, uh, have taken over. What happens next? What lies ahead for this West African nation, Crystal? Yes, good morning, Bongani, and some interesting observations, because I think that's exactly... Now, interestingly enough, Alpha Conde used to tell journalists at press conferences that he was the only one who could lead the country, and the military would never, ever overthrow him. Well, he's certainly been proved wrong on that, Pungani. Um, so what we saw um, last week, the military um, pledging um, that, you know, they will ensure that, um, you know, they speak to and get institutions and opposition parties together um, to form a government of national unity. Now, ECOWAS, the regional bloc... Um, they are not very happy. They, with the African Union, um, condemned the coup um, and they've suspended the country um, and they want to see a decisive roadmap. So what the military is telling us right now, Bongani, that they are working on a roadmap. They want to have a government of national unity um, and they will ensure that Guinea um, is restored to um, ensuring that it actually delivers to its people. Um, now, Guinea is the world's biggest producer of um, bauxite, which is um, you know, a mineral used to make aluminium. So you can imagine, imagine quite mineral-rich Bongani. Um, what's interesting is the view from opposition parties. So, so they've actually backed the coup, um, and they've come out in total support of the military because they say that. Um, um, former President Alpha Conde, you know, he was um, corrupt. The 83-year-old did nothing for the country, and he's been in power since 2010. And what's um, interesting that. He won that third term last October. Um, he crushed any opposition. And um, at the time, they had said that that amounted to a coup. Um, and of course, a few months later, the military took over. So my key lessons from this is, Bongani, firstly, this is the fourth coup in West Africa this year. We've already seen two in Mali and then one in Chad. Clearly what's happening in West Africa, that third term and long-time leaders like Conde, I mean, he's 83 years old, is simply not working. They're out of touch with what's happening on the ground. Um, there's COVID that's changed the economic situation. And if the opposition is ignored, which is in most cases, that's what happens, the military is still very strong and the military will intervene. Um, and so clearly for me, the analysis um, and that I can read out of this is Conde was unpopular. He won a third term. We don't know legitimately or not. Um, the military is strong. Um, if there's you know, disgruntledness on the ground, non-delivery of services, corruption, then we've seen the military will step in. It's not something that I think happens in Southern Africa, for instance, or even in East Africa, but this is certainly, we see the military strong men, in most cases, um, really taking over the leadership. And so we'll have to see um, ECOWAS met late yesterday. We haven't heard what come out, what's come out of that yet. Um, so I think ECOWAS will be very involved in mapping out a regional way forward for the country, Bongani. I think that is a disturbing trend, uh, what you mentioned there about the number 
of uh, uh, coups that have taken place in West Africa. That's not the kind of trend we want to see. But also, of course, uh, we want to see democracy entrenched. We want to see uh, the will of the people reflected on uh, in terms of who governs those countries. And so we'll keep an eye on that story, Crystal Orderson. Always a pleasure to chat to you. And that is our Africa Friday. 702 podcasts are on 702.co.za. Arsenio Hall is my all-time favorite talk show host. He was funny, entertaining, and inclusive. I enjoyed his interview with uh, Trevor Noah the other day. And even Trevor acknowledged how he had influenced his career. Thanks. King here. King, I mean, gosh, who doesn't uh, who doesn't remember uh, Mr. Hall uh, when he was really, really big in terms of primetime television? He's tried to sort of come back, um, not quite the same stature he once had, uh, but it's fantastic to see people like Trevor Noah being able to then, uh, you know, show up uh, and still support his work. He was one of the founders, I suppose, of the genre.